the Twins trade a couple of pitching prospects for outfielder Michael A. Taylor of the Kansas City Royals. What does it mean for the outfield picture for Byron Buxton, for Max Kepler, and more? It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, January 23rd. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. The Twins made a trade again. This is Nash Walker for offseasons, hosting a daily show on the Minnesota Twins. We are at three days until pitchers and catchers report. Three seasons, four offseasons, hosting a daily show, writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. And they are busy again making a trade. Michael A. Taylor is a Minnesota twin. What does this mean for the outfield? What do I think of Taylor? Would I have made this trade in return? The Royals are receiving right-hander Steven Cruz out of the twin system and left-hander Evan Sisk, a couple of relief prospects in the twin system. So we'll get to them as well today. Let's start with Michael A. Taylor. You might remember from his Washington days. He won a World Series with the Nationals in 2019. Michael A. Taylor, center fielder, always been good defensively. Always good defensively. Very athletic center fielder. Good speed. Last year on the bases, stole four bases, but 14 in 2021. Good speed, good athleticism in center field. Since 2020, Michael A. Taylor leads all outfielders in baseball in defensive run save. You know who's second? Joey Gallo. You know who's tied for third with Mookie Betts and Kyle Tucker? Byron Buxton. The Twins' defensive outfield might be insane this year. It really might be something special. And I I really like this move for Michael A. Taylor because of that. I think the Twins have made an effort this offseason with Luis Arise trade. You know, bringing back Carlos Correa was kind of on its own. Like, that was just it felt like priority, you know, number one of the offseason. But their other moves to me have been depth-seeking moves. And I think what they're trying to do is get to a position where if we lose X amount of guys, we're going to be okay. We're not going to have to rely on Gilberto Celestino every day. And he's a part of this too. And I want to talk about how this impacts Celestino because when you think about Michael A. Taylor, light-hitting, right-handed, very good defensive center fielder, That's Gilberto Celestino in some ways, but Sully's a lot younger than Michael A. Taylor. Taylor is 31, but he's a vet and hits lefties okay. Last year hit 254 on the season, 313 on base, not really any power. He'll run into one the last two years combined, 21 home runs, 26 doubles, four triples. He's serviceable against lefties. I would not start him against right-handed pitching. But when I went over the A.J. Pollock fit, because I I thought A.J. Pollock fit the roster really nicely before he signed with Seattle, it was for this reason. A a large part of it was when Byron Buxton is hurt or DHing, because now DH is open, Luis Arise moved to Miami, there's more DH at-bats to go around. When Byron Buxton is either sitting, hurt, or DHing, 
I want there to be a platoon in center field where it doesn't have to be Joey Gallo and Max Kepler starting against a left-handed pitcher. And it doesn't have to be Gilberto Celestino as one of your primary backups in center. And I thought AJ Pollock was this fit where he can hit left-handed pitching and he can platoon with Gallo in center field. With Michael A. Taylor, that's essentially what they're doing. But what they're creating is a very good defensive platoon. And Michael A. Taylor is elite defensively in center field. Think of Kaufman in Kansas City. Cavernous, large outfield. Michael A. Taylor, he's robbed the Twins plenty of times the last couple of years. And with the bat in his career, he's at 257 with an OPS at 722 against left-handed pitching. I believe weighted runs created plus at 92 so he's not a world beater against lefties he's not aj pollock in aj pollock's career against lefties but he's younger he's a much better defender pollock is stretched in center michael a taylor is one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball and he can he can hold his own against lefties and i think he'll benefit from target field a little bit you know pull at target field a little bit better than kaufman so maybe more power numbers against lefties he's not going to hit righties in his career 235 batting average 290 on base percentage his slugs just 369 for an OPS at 660 against right-handed pitching but that's he would be plan D or plan E or plan F against right-handed pitching with this current group because Max Kepler is still on the roster and they have Joey Gallo they have Trevor Larnick they have Nick Gordon so the plan is not to start Michael A. Taylor against right-handed pitching it would be stepping in for against a lefty when Buxton is DHing Taylor gets the start and center and he's serviceable in the lineup against lefties. He's he's borderline unplayable against right-handed pitching, at least in his career. But in 2022, sometimes it helps to look at one year of splits just to make sure that the data checks out. 668 OPS against righties, 675 against lefties. So it's just kind of a rough offensive season for him. Overall, his OPS was 670. But like I said, he was still worth over three wins above replacement because he's an elite defensive center fielder. And that's at baseball reference. His OPS plus was 90, so 10% below league average. But I love the defense. I, I like this ad because Byron Buxton is a question mark. How many games he's going to play in center? Even if he is healthy enough to play, how many games is he going to start in center field? And when he's DHing, because as I said, there's more DH at-bats to go around, who's playing center. And instead of having to start Gallo or Kepler or Gordon against lefty, you can start Michael A. Taylor and you can trust his defense out there too. More on this trade. What does it mean for Kepler? Does it mean Kepler is more likely to be moved? What about Celestino? And what about the prospects the twins gave up in this deal? It's all coming up after this word from FanDuel. FanDuel. Thank you so much, FanDuel, for sponsoring Locked On. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Plus, at FanDuel, right now, you can get the Chiefs at minus one and a half at home in the AFC Championship game. I like that line. New customers, you can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props for championship weekend. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use so football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com 
slash locked on. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America and the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Check out Lockdown MLB Prospects. He is the best. Who do the Twins give up in this deal? A couple of relief prospects. Steven Cruz, right-hander, and Evan Sisk, a left-hander, going to Kansas City in this deal. By the way, Michael A. Taylor has one year and $4.5 million left on his contract. So this is a is a one-year deal with Michael A. Taylor, unless the Twins were to bring him back. But as it currently stands, a one-year deal. Steven Cruz. Who's Steven Cruz? Six foot seven, 225-pound right-handed reliever, 23 years old from the DR, pitch for Wichita and Fort Myers, or pitch for Wichita in 2022, pitch for Fort Myers and Cedar Rapids in 2021. Absolutely electric stuff, electric stuff. In his minor league career, over 12 strikeouts per nine, but six walks per nine. Doesn't really know where it's going. ERA is over four in the minors. High upside, right? High upside. And he finished the season strong in Wichita, but at this point, Steven Cruz, unless he throws more strikes, maybe not going to make it to the majors. The Royals feel like there's some upside there, and rightly so. His stuff's electric. Evan Sisk, a little bit different. Lefty, pitched a lot for the Saints. Had a 2.08 ERA for the Saints. Left-handed reliever, sidewinder, shuts down lefties. In 2022, against Evan Sisk, lefties hit 085 with an OPS at 286. Righties hit 236 with an OPS at 677. So almost 400 points in OPS righties over lefties. And with the three batter minimum, that's a disadvantage for Evan Sisk because he can't just come in and face one lefty and leave. But as a sidewinding lefty, disgusting. 46 strikeouts and 122 plate appearances against left-handed hitters. Twins have Giovanni Moran. Twins have Caleb Theobar. Twins have Danny Coulomb in the system. So the bet is we'll take those guys. You know, we don't really need Evan Sisk at this point. But with both these guys, like there's some upside with Sisk. There's upside with Cruz. If they click, they could be really really nice, high leverage, good relievers for the Royals or for whoever else, if they end up moving on from them, it's a calculated risk for the twins. And the reason I like moves like this most of the time, first of all, you're not trading away, you know, a starting pitching prospect to walk six per nine. It's a relief prospects. And, and Evan Sisk, I think his ceiling is limited because he has more trouble with righties. He doesn't have the raw stuff as much. So if you're trading a couple of relief prospects, I'm usually okay with that. I'm also in favor of deals that benefit the 2023 team. I like when they, they make deals that are strictly for this year, like that, that reinforces to me and it makes the roster better for that season. It it reinforces to me that yes, this is we think we can win. We think we can win. And we think Michael A. Taylor is going to help us win in 2023. So here's what we're looking at. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see estimated payroll for the Twins, $155 million, and this is the roster. Across the outfield, Gallo, Buxton, Kepler. In the infield, Miranda at third, Correa short, Polanco second, Alex Kirloff at first, Christian Vasquez, Ryan Jeffers behind the plate. On the bench, Nick Gordon, Kyle Farmer, Michael A. Taylor, and Trevor Larnick. I really like this bench. I think it's a nice platoon bench. You have Gordon who hits righties. You have Farmer who hits lefties. You have Michael A. Taylor, who's an elite defender. And then Trevor Larnick is kind of your wild card. Could break out, could never have an everyday role in the majors, but former top 100 prospect to the Twins 
are hopeful can still be that guy. This team is interesting. I mean, the rotation, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Tyler Malley, Joe Ryan, Kenta Maeda, they're they're deeper and they're better than they were this morning. And I love moves where they're better than they were this morning. And they are with Michael A. Taylor. With Gilberto Celestino, I'm a believer in Gilberto Celestino. And I understand like people who watched him last year. It's hard. It's hard to be a believer in him offensively. And he makes gaffes on the bases, but he's still so, so young. And with Sully, I think he is a very good center fielder defensively. I think he's good enough in center defensively to be an everyday center fielder, but he's not good enough offensively to be an everyday center fielder. And I think the twins, and this is, this is the plan that they should take right, right here. What I think they're doing, which is put Sully at triple a, let him just gain some confidence. Let him face triple a pitching for like a majority of a season. He's still, I think he's 23. He was 22. So I, he must be, I think he's 23 now, but let him see triple a pitching for like a full season. He's 23. He'll be 24 in February. Get him comfortable. See if you can tap into some more power. See if you can find more offensively from Humberto Celestino. The problem is when he's relied upon at the major league level against good right-handed pitching, he's just, he gets diced. He diced up. And we saw that. And it honestly, I think clouds his actual value, which is he could be a very valuable fourth outfielder a Michael A. Taylor type, a valuable fourth outfielder who's good defensively, maybe more extreme. Michael A. Taylor is more extreme defensively. He's very good defensively. But Sully could be a little bit better of a hitter, and that's a valuable fourth outfielder you know, for any team, and especially for a team like the Twins with Byron Buxton in center. That's a really valuable part of the roster every single season, and I'm glad to see them investing in that. I don't think it means like they're out on Sully long term. I think it it shows me that they want to give Selly more of a chance at AAA where he's not seeing super tough right-handed pitching in the bigs. He's okay against lefties as well. I think in his career is going to be okay. But right now he's not ready for that. And he showed that down the stretch last year and they don't want to start Huberto Celestino against good right-handed pitching. And now they have Michael A Taylor and they would prefer not to start Michael A Taylor against good right-handed pitching. But he's a veteran. He's 31. I think he can handle himself a little bit better in those situations. Eight years older than Gilberto Celestino and has been a, the regular center fielder for Kansas City facing righties and lefties. Selly had a 635 OPS against righties last year. Actually, it was worse against lefties, 579. And he was getting platoon starts in center field. So that's the point here. You want to create a platoon behind Byron Buxton that is better than the one they've been trotting out there the last couple of years. You want to create something that's viable, something that isn't a clear hole. And Michael A. Taylor is not a superstar player. Like he's not a great bat. You don't really want to play him against righties. He's serviceable against lefties, but not good. Like he's okay against lefties. He's a great defensive center fielder, which makes him viable as an everyday option because he's going to save a bunch of runs out there. He's viable if you have to do that. And I think the Twins are doing that with Kyle Farmer as well. It's a similar situation to me. If Carlos Correa misses extended time, there's no way you're going to make up for that. No team's going to make up for their star shortstop missing extended time. But if Carlos Correa misses extended time or even a day, Kyle Farmer's viable. He's a viable backup. He's played shortstop every day for the Reds the last couple of years. He's their everyday shortstop for a bad team. For a bad team, it's not a good situation, 
but it's much better than Jermaine Palacios plugging in at short at the major league level. It's not a knock on Palacios. It's not a knock on Celestino. But when Buxton gets hurt, Michael A. Taylor has been the everyday center fielder for Kansas City the last couple of years, and he's a viable plug-in option. He's not ideal. He's not Byron Buxton. He's not close to the player, close to the upside of Byron Buxton, but he's a viable backup. He's a viable backup center fielder where if Buxton gets hurt, you look out there and you say, that's okay. You know, we can make up for that. When Selly's out there the last couple of years, God love him. You don't say that. You say, is there anybody else they can start? And then they put Nick Gordon in center because I think they realize we just can't do this. We can't do this. And Nick Gordon, passable center fielder, nowhere near Michael A. Taylor and nowhere near Joey Gallo defensively in center field and in the outfield. They're in a much better position to withstand injuries to their best players. And that is, you know, those players, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, Jorge Polanco, they're in a much better position to withstand those injuries with Kyle Farmer, with Michael A. Taylor, low level moves. Don't get me wrong. These are low level moves They come across the ticker and you're like, Oh, doesn't really mean anything. But these are the type of moves that can make a big, big difference when you need them. And if you're healthy, Correa and Buxton, when they're healthy and they're on the field together, or even Byron's DHing, then you have like this luxury and you can platoon and you can get creative and you can get guys days off and you can try to stay healthier. Hasn't worked for the twins to try to do that and get guys regular days off in the DH slot and get them off their feet. But maybe it's process over results. You trust the process. We trust that. If we give Polanco days off, if we give Buxton days off, we give Correa days off off their feet in the DH spot, that will help them stay healthier. Maybe that's the process. The results have not been there for the Twins. Maybe they stick to that, and maybe they view Michael A. Taylor and Kyle Farmer as means to to do that, as reasons to do that, because you have viable major league players on your bench. When in recent seasons, that just hasn't been the case. When Jermaine Palacios is playing shortstop in huge games for the Twins. You know, Carlos Correa missed time. When Jermaine Palacios is the, the primary backup, that's a problem. When Gilberto Celestino is the primary backup for Byron Buxton, Gilberto uh, Celestino, Nick Gordon platoon, that is a problem. Defensively for Gordon, it can become a problem. And offensively for Celestino, if you have Gallo and Taylor, at least you know the defense will be there. You know defensively. Both of them, since 2020, are one and two in defensive run save. I mean, Gallo's a better corner outfielder. Taylor is a true center fielder and a very, very good one. You feel much better defensively, and you can run that platoon out there, and you can feel better than you did with Celestino in center. Still a believer in Sully. I think the Twins are too, I hope, but there's not a belief today, I don't think, that he can viably back up Byron Buxton in center field starting on opening day. And so that's what pushed this trade. There's some risk in it. You know, maybe Evan Sisk becomes one of the best left-handed relievers in baseball. Maybe Steven Cruz starts throwing strikes and he is mowing down the twins for 10 years in a row because of this trade. I would bet against that. And I would bet this just being a low level trade that, you know, the twins benefit from Michael A. Taylor's defense and center. And they benefit from having a viable backup center fielder who can play really good defense and who can, hold his own against left-handed pitching and they have a bench that looks much better now on paper and a bench that looks deeper, a team that looks deeper, a team that looks better than it was this morning. I'm not going to get super excited over this trade, but this is absolutely a trade I would do. This reminds me 
some trades remind you of other trades. The arise for Lopez deal, it did give me some, it gave me like this feeling of the Chris Paddock, Taylor Rogers deal. I'm not going to wish that on that trade, but this one reminds me of the Michael Fulmer deal at the trade deadline last year. It reminds me of that for Sawyer Gibson long. That's the one it reminds me of. And it's something I do every single time because it's strictly for this season. Michael Fulmer still a free agent. He could be a twin soon. We don't know, but that was strictly for the second half of 2022. Like we need bullpen help. We're trading one prospect for Michael Fulmer, who's going to help us for the next two months. This is a deal. We're trading two prospects for Michael A. Taylor, who's going to help us for the next six months. That's all it is. I, I love deals like this because it is about 2023 and it, it's lower risk because it's only one year of team control, but it makes this team better. It makes this team better right now. And I like deals like that. I like, I like any sort of trade. You know, I like to analyze any sort of trade. These are simple. These are straightforward. And the twins, I think are going to have one of the best outfield defenses in Major League Baseball, especially if they keep Max Kepler. So what does this mean for Max Kepler? We know in recent years, the Twins don't like using him out there. He doesn't like to play center field. He doesn't want to play. He prefers not to play center field. Twins haven't really put him there for that reason, for his legs, whatever, multitude of reasons. He hasn't played a lot of center field at all since 2019. I don't think he played at all in 2022, if I remember correctly. It doesn't really impact him. Like, yeah, it's an extra outfielder, but Michael A. Taylor's not upending anybody who's starting. Michael A. Taylor's not going to upend Max Kepler in right field. Right now, the outfield alignment is Joey Gallo in left, Byron Buxton in center, Max Kepler in right, with Taylor on the bench as your fourth outfielder. That's the current alignment. I, I said yesterday, I still think Kepler gets moved. I, I will stand by that. I think he will get moved, but Dan Hayes was tweeting that, Maybe not, you know, maybe the twins hold on to Kepler. And if they did trade Kepler, it would be Gallo shifting to right. And you're probably starting Trevor Larnick in left field. Since they traded a rise, now you have to rely on your Alex Kirloff at first base. So you can't really have AK in left field. Uh, that's not as viable as it was before the arise trade, because when you had a rise, he can play first. Then if you trade Kep, you can put Gallo over to right and AK can play left, but that's not in the cards really anymore. I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think it's after the arise trade, as I said, it's less likely they trade Kepler. Dan seems to think maybe they won't. I still lean toward, yes, they will. But as it stands today, nothing really changes for Kepler from the Taylor trade, in my opinion. He's still their right fielder right now. And even if he's traded, Michael A. Taylor ain't their right fielder. They have a center fielder on paper. Michael A. Taylor is not starting in right field. He's not starting in left field on, on opening day or on a regular basis unless there are injuries. And Max Kepler is their right fielder right now. So I think their outfield defense is going to be incredible. That's my prediction. They're going to have an incredible defensive outfield, which is good for a pitching staff that skews to fly balls. You know, Joe Ryan's a fly ball pitcher. Pablo gets a decent amount of ground balls. Tyler Malley's a fly ball pitcher. Sonny mixed, I think, sinker baller. But they get a lot of fly balls, and this outfield should be outstanding defensively all around. Like, to the bench, it should be outstanding. Now you have Roberto Celestino is like your sixth outfielder, and he's outstanding defensively. And Trevor Larnick has graded out wonderfully in the field by defensive runs saved, which is shocking, but it's true. He's so big, and he you would think he'd be like a lumbering left fielder, but he's actually graded out nicely and played a strong left field. So the Twins defensively in the outfield are just – 
they look amazing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sugar. Like I'm, I'm sugarcoating, but not really. Like I think they legitimately look amazing defensively if things go to plan. And even if they don't, they're going to look really good defensively as currently constructed. Max Kepler led right fielders and outs above average last year. Byron Buxton is one of the best center fielders in the world. Platinum glove winner. It's crazy to me. Think about this since 2020. I'll leave you with this. The stat I started out with Michael A. Taylor, first in defensive run save since 2020. Joey Gallo second. Byron Buxton tied for third. Think of how much time Byron's missed in center field. And he's tied for third in a counting stat. Defensive run saved is counting. It's not a rate stat. He has saved as many runs in center as Mookie Betts and Kyle Tucker, who have played way more innings than him. Michael A. Taylor and Joey Gallo have played way more innings than him since 2020. And he's still tied for third. That shows you how awesome he is out there. And then you have Gallo playing left field. Like that's just... Wow. I think it's going to be incredible. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. And I'll make your second listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts on. The Lockdown Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And go Twins.